BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you want to expand your basketball knowledge, I really recommend B-Ball Index. This company has different spreadsheets and data resources that are really, really help in, in terms of looking at different current NBA players, uh, players coming in from college, players coming in from overseas. They have just a bunch of different models and, and data sets that you can use that I've been using in my writing. And, and on this podcast, the Spurs cast, uh, their website is www.bball-index.com. Again, bball-index.com. And when you go on there and you sign up for their data and tools package, they're going to give you 15% off your first month subscription. It's only $5 a month for the, for the subscription each month. Uh, really worth it, in my opinion. And if you got to use the promo code for that deal, SpursCast. Again, the promo code for this deal is SpursCast. Again, the website is bball-index.com, promo code SpursCast. You're listening to Spurs Cast, episode 550. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am the host of Spurs Cast. Joining me for episode 550 is Project Spurs' founder, Michael DeLeon. You can follow him on Twitter, at MDeLeon. Mike, how you doing, man? I guess I'm doing as good as we can for being a, a part of the summer where we're hearing, we're getting videos about Carmelo Anthony and Jim's like, looking like he can play basketball. So it, it's or been that from- kind of day. From a Spurs perspective, now uh, guys are just making threes. Apparently, uh, I saw that video. Lonnie Walker made thirteen wide open threes, promoted by his agent, by the way, who, who I got that from. Uh, and then there was some video about I think going around about Demar Derozan shooting threes. Of course, yes. you know this is that off season time where we see guys either shooting wide open and they're making everything. Uh, there was some video of Trey Lyles a few weeks ago of him like working out with a bunch of mm-hmm. NBA, NBA guys. So this is where we're at right now, where, where guys are either playing those those summer rec leagues and they're putting up insane stats, or they're just they have like their best shooting performances. Um, and you're right, Mike. It's really the doldrums of the off season. And how do I know that? Because all of my basketball follower—I mean, following people that I follow—they're they're doing a lot more baseball and football <laughs> tweets right now. So, and, and me, I'm not into baseball football anymore these days. I'm just exclusively basketball. And so for me, it's like, oh, I don't have to read this stuff anyway. So, uh, Spurs Cast sisters, like like Mike and I said, um, we're going to kind of just go into what's been going on with the Spurs these last two weeks. Because as you all know, in the off season, we go to um, every two weeks kind of format, unless there's some sort of breaking news. So let's begin. Um, just a little bit in detail, Mike, with some of this news that's come out for the Spurs uh, in these last two weeks. Uh, first, let's begin with Coach 
Duncan, yes, that is that you heard that right. Coach Duncan, Tim Duncan, the Spurs' future Hall of Famer, guy who has his jersey retired, brought the team uh, multiple championships. He is now going to be an assistant coach next season. The team announced. Uh, Pop had the quote of the, the quote of the day when it came out. He, he said, uh, "It is only fitting that after I served loyally for 19 years as Tim Duncan's assistant, that he returns the favor." That was a quote. A, a quote from Pop. So, Mike, uh, t- Coach Tim is here. He's ready to go. He's an assistant coach. Um, it was a little surprising for a lot of people just because Duncan was that guy who a lot of people didn't see being that, that coaching mold type of player down the road. It was more like somebody like Monty would have been more expected or even like Tony Parker. But here it is. He's Coach Duncan. He'll be flanked alongside Becky Hammond and Will Hardy as well as Chip England. What did you think about this news with, with Coach Timmy now? I was surprised. I really was uh, because I just I didn't expect it. I thought I thought, you know, he's done. Some stuff so far, like in summers and stuff like that, where he's helping young guys and he goes into the season and and is there like uh, advising some of these guys? I know Lonnie Walker said last year that you know he was uh, grateful because he got to spend a lot of time with him. So I thought he kind of stayed in that. I, I felt like because he just you know he was only a few years removed from playing full seasons for you know most of his career that getting back into a, tra- a rough travel schedule thing like that might not seem so. I don't know. It wouldn't look so good to him, so I didn't expect it to happen. But I mean, it's. I think it's a great thing. I mean, I think he can definitely he has a lot to offer. Um, I think you know, especially when you have guys like Trey Lyles who are new to the, to the system to the team, that'll be that'll benefit him. And some maybe some young guys like Jamezi and others. So it, it was surprising, but it was a good. I think I, I like it. You know, and I think Pop was really trying to fill that spot, and uh, for him to get Tim Duncan out of it, I think uh, everybody's pretty happy about it. Yeah, for me, it's going to be, um, you know, it was very surprising as well, just for uh, just because, you know, Tim was definitely not that guy of the big three who I, who I thought was going to be a coach down the road. I could see him still, you know, like we've seen in the past two years, him helping out guys in the offseason. During the season, he'll be in there shooting around with some of the younger guys, like you mentioned, Chemezi. Uh, there's been video before of him, like, posting up with different players. But uh, I, I was just surprised that he would that he would actually do this. Like you know, after he started his own business, um, and you know he's been really good about the, the the relief for the Virgin Islands with their hurricane relief fund. He's been very engaged in that. So I didn't think that he would ever actually want to do the, the coaching part, where he wakes up early and has to be at practices, has to get on the on the plane and fly out with the team on on road games. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know, just being the ins and outs of, of being a player, almost like again. Uh, but I think that he's gonna have a little bit different approach. I'm, I'm interested to see where where what kind of role they give him. I do think that. You know he's gonna be he's gonna be the biggest help in, in practices, especially you know working like you said with, with the players on learning how to get schemes down X's and O's, you know the, the different play sets, uh, and then also helping develop players, kind of like Chip England does with the uh, shooting perspective. But then I think on the sideline. I expect him to be more of a tactician where, like, if, if Pop's doing something and he sees that there's a difference in, in, in offensive philosophy or defense, you know, Tim can kind of just tell Pop, hey, hey, I think you should do this or not, not do this. You know, I think that's where he'll be more he'll be more needed and where you're going to see him. I, I don't – it would be really shocking for me if he ends up being, like, you know, that type of coach who's actually, like, getting on the guys and, like, yelling yeah. at them. Like, I just never see that in Timmy's personality. We never saw it from him as a player. He, he always let the, the, the playing, you know, his, his approach to the game do the talking. Uh, he's a very quiet guy we knew over the years. And, and he does talk, you know, and, and he will get uh, interactive with his teammates. But like I said, I, I can't see him be like that force that's kind of getting on the on the players. Like I've seen Becky do that to, mm-hmm. to the players. You know, she can she can get, you know, she, that's just because she's used to that. And that's kind of what you say, you expect from her. And then even I, I haven't seen Will Hardy do that. But, you know, it'll be different if I see Coach t- uh, t- Tim, you know, getting on the guys. I do expect him, like I said, more so to be more of like an advisor, I guess, to Pop, like telling him, you know, where can these guys or, or even talking to the players here? Hey, you can attack this guy here. Hey, watch out defensively here. Uh, what do you think about his, I guess, like personality, how that's going to kind of 
fuse in as being an assistant coach. Yeah, and I think that's probably going to be a big adjustment for him because you're right. I see him more as an advisor and somebody that can, you know, I think it's going to be good where he can take a guy aside in game and say, or, or you know, give him pointers on how to attack and things like that, or how to defend certain players that he's defended before. But that 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 typical coach role that you'll see, I don't know if that that just seems so far from what his personality is. But obviously, mm-hmm. they have Becky and, and obviously Bob, right? That that can take over that kind of you know persona and that, that and take care of that angle, I guess. And so having Tim there to you know pick up in other areas where they don't have a, a you know they have Becky as a former player, but having someone like Tim that's a former NBA player and uh, that played at the positions and some of these guys haven't ever had anybody like that before will be uh, I think will just add to what they have. Place and it's just it's good that they could bring somebody with his I guess knowledge and experience because the the losses this summer were pretty tough with the Messina and Yudoka and so for them to be able to add somebody like that is just a, I guess kind of a, a big say that they were able to even make that happen. Yeah, and um, you know a question I've been getting a lot on Twitter is uh, you know who's going to be the lead assistant now the Spurs you know they don't technically put like a lead assistant like yeah. you know in their program in terms of like identifying somebody as that. But, you know, we're talking about the situation where Pop gets ejected, you know, two technicals into the game or he just gets thrown out because, he, you know, he got upset with the call. Now, do you agree that I, I think that that person's Becky Hammond? She has the most experience, you know, as far as who's left in the coaching ranks right now. Uh, it seems like they've been grooming her pretty much uh, to, to con- continue to develop and hope, you know, maybe one day take over as a, as a head coach. But for now, I think that, you know, let's say it's a November game and Coach Pop, you know, gets upset with the call and he's trying to fire up his team. He gets thrown out of the game. Then I think it's I think it's Becky who takes over the rest of the night. And then I think it's Becky who addresses the media afterward. Uh, do you agree with that or do you think it's Tim or Will Hardy? No, I think I think she seems to be like the, the most likely fit. And I think, like you said, they've kind of groomed her for that, allowing her to coach in summer leagues and things like that and allowing her to run practices. And so she's ready to kind of step into that role she needs to. I, I feel like she'd be the most natural fit to be able to do that right now. Yeah, so so we both agree there. So yeah, so it'll be interesting again to, to watch Coach Timmy. Uh, you know, this is a big big help for the Spurs. Uh, you know, their coaching staff specifically, especially their players too, that he's gonna be able to help them. You know, off the court specifically, uh, and then we'll see. You know, what, what kind of maybe he does. Maybe maybe coaching is different from him. It's, it's a new thing for him. Maybe he ends up becoming more that like vocal leader who kind of gets in on the players. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, second topic, Mike, that came out was uh, the Spurs um, made some front office moves. Uh, two specific names that that have moved places are uh, R.C. Buford. Their longtime general manager, and then also Brian Wright, who just joined the team pretty recently, and now he's moving up as well. So let's go into the um, what's going on here. Um, so R.C. Buford, who's been with the team since 2002 as their GM, then he was promoted to the president of Spurs franchises of sports franchises back in 2008. Uh, he's now becoming the CEO of Spurs Sports and Entertainment, and that basically is, is the San Antonio Spurs basketball team, uh, their their hockey team, their their soccer team, all those different areas that they cover, mm-hmm. not just the basketball side. You know, the Austin Spurs as well is in there. So so Buford now is becoming the CEO of that organization. Now, um, what's going to happen in his role? Well, Brian Wright, who joined the team in 2016 as an assistant general manager, and he's also had 10 years of experience with Detroit and Orlando, uh, he's now being promoted to the general manager position. And uh, The Athletic had written a story this past summer how, how Wright was kind of crucial in a lot of those no- negotiations with um, with some of the free agents. They sound like Demar Carroll, like uh, like um, uh, Marcus Morris for fell apart, and then Trey Lyles. So... So uh, Wright's kind of been doing that, you know, having more responsibility and getting that, that, that type of general manager role. 
but it becomes effective where he becomes the general manager on in September 2019. So what did you think about this move, about Buford moving up to CEO and Wright as GM? I feel like at some point they're going to have to, to transition someone that was younger. And I feel like, you know, they had Wright. And, you know, they the Spurs have seen so much talent leave over the years when we see what Sean Marks is doing in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, so many coaches. And I feel like, they felt comfortable with with right, and they they don't want to see him be the next guy groomed to go or groomed and then go somewhere else. And so I feel like maybe they thought, okay, well he's he's done enough, and or they've done enough with him that he can step up, and RC can take you know his next uh, role. So it, it was just one of those things where I think they they just didn't want to lose guy, and, and he obviously if he's making the kind of moves that they did, I mean some of those some of the things they did this this off season before it all broke apart. There, it was just you know it was pretty pretty um, uh, creative I thought and so for him to be behind that I think kind of says a lot about him and his uh, unique perspective and what he can do so, so at the end of the day you know I think RC is still kind of overseeing and Pop's still there to oversee and so I think they'll be fine but now I kind of want to see how you know fans take you know what their opinion is on this because a lot of people have been very critical of RC over the last few summers for being I guess a little conservative. They they say, and so I want to see how how they you know like this uh, new GM, even though he's really been there as an assistant GM for a while now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I you know I don't see any dramatic moves you know with Brian Wright making any kind of like you know crazy kind of like I think he's going to keep that conservative approach unless they know for sure they have a chance right. at, at some sort of free agent or or trade trade player situation. Then I don't think he would, he would be the kind of guy either who would just you know gut the team and and go all out for for a free agent if and then that guy doesn't end up signing. Uh, so yeah, so so we'll see how that works out. Um, especially you know too with, with Wright, I want to see how he uh, does with the scouting too because you know Buford and, and the Spurs scouts have had a good eye over the years. Um, you know, finding finding talent out there, especially overseas, and, and then also late in the draft. So we'll see now how, how Wright becomes in, in that position as well. But yeah, I mean, he's already been as you, like you just said, he was really creative in this this past summer's negotiations, and especially that that deal to try to get Marcus Morris was really creative to to do the sign and trade with Carroll, to open up that space, and then trade trade Dallas Bertans. Obviously, that fell apart. Uh, not really the Spurs' fault. That was more so on Morris' side. But you know, that was really creative. So so we'll see how how they do going forward. Uh, next topic, Mike, let's talk a little bit about the FIBA tournament, the FIBA World Cup coming up in um, late August to early September. Um, I don't want to dive too far into this just because it's really early. Just some news regarding the Spurs players. Um, DeMar DeRozan has withdrawn from the team. He was on the team the last time they won in 2014. This time he withdrew from playing on it. Uh, he's not the only star. A lot of different stars have basically been um, checking out of this tournament. They they, they want to just focus on this upcoming season because apparently a lot of them think that you know there's a really real shot at the title for a lot of different these different superstars because of uh, you know how the league's so wide open right now. There's not really a, a clear cut favorite uh, next year, so all these players want to want to rest up and get ready for that. Uh, Derek White will be on the select team um, to practice with the, with Team USA before they they head off to China. Um, and you know who knows what, what what could happen? Maybe somebody gets hurt. Maybe somebody else withdraws. Well, then hey, if they need a guard, then Derek's there. He has the experience. You know, he's been in Team USA now for a few years, um, working with them. Uh, Marco Bellinelli is slated to be on, on t- um, Team Italy on the Italian national team. Patty Mills should be playing with Team Australia. And then here's an interesting name: Trey Lyles, the Spurs' latest signing. He's actually on the Canadian roster now. Canada has a bunch of players. I think they have over 20 players trying out for the team, and they can only have 12. But if players either get hurt or they start withdrawing, like today, uh, I forgot somebody. Came, oh, um, R.J. Barrett withdrew from 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 playing in the tournament. So you know, if, if more more of these guys start start withdrawing on Team Canada's team, well, then maybe Trey Lyles has a, a chance of making the final cut. And then uh, Nicola Milutino of the um, 
the uh, Spurs' prospect from Serbia. He's also on the national team over there. Uh, so just, I guess my two quick questions for you were, um, were, were you surprised with DeRozan's announcement? And uh, what about what do you think about White and his chances of po- possibly you know, moving up and, and in case somebody gets hurt or somebody moves out of, out of withdrawals? Yeah, DeRozan, I wasn't. It just like the pieces were falling every day. Uh, when that happened, like, and Harden went out and then a few others, and you're right. I mean, it seems like the way the offseason's gone so far, um, the talent, you know, the, there's a little more parity now. It seems like there's a lot of teams that feel like, like you said, like they have a better chance. It's not just, you know, like Golden State at the top and, you know, a few other teams. Now it seems like a lot of teams, especially out West, have a chance to make some noise. And so I think, you know, that I'm not too surprised to see players really want to kind of dedicate themselves to getting back and being in good shape and, and working towards that goal. Uh, Derek, obviously, you know, I think it's a good thing for the select team. And I, I definitely think if they're short on, on guards, we've seen some, some players uh, at the two that obviously two alone we talked, we talked about was Harden and, and DeRozan. And if they keep losing uh, players, then, yeah, there's definitely a spot there. And I obviously he's already got the experience with Pop there, and he's been with the – USA team for a while now, so I can see that happening. I mean, he's one of those guys where I, I kind of like can't doubt anything with him anymore because uh, you know every time I've had questions or anything, he's he's done really well and he's been able to step in into new roles and things like that. And so I can definitely see him doing that, especially at FIBA. Yeah, and there was an interesting question when when we go back to that conversation about players withdrawing from it. Uh, Evan Fournier was, I think it was Evan Fournier. There was some player recently, an international player who plays in the NBA, who basically said uh, something along the lines very vague of like, the, the Americans are never going to take this seriously again until we beat them. So like, that's kind of where the, the whole world feels is that like they, they think that Team USA they, they don't, you know their stars yeah. aren't really you know they don't think it's is that competitive anymore. I mean, maybe something has to happen like in two thousand four where the USA finished with the bronze medal. Maybe that gets everybody else, all the all stars, to want to compete again and, and take these things a, a little bit more seriously. Uh, and uh, so so I think that that's kind of the case right now is like you know unless unless USA loses, I don't I think a lot from now on it's going to be more like the second tier kind of players who are going to yeah. keep representing the country, which like you said gives it a little bit more parity. You know, it's it's more. You know, there's not. I mean, USA is still the favorite, but you know, there there is a chance that you know maybe somebody can't. One of these international teams can't get hot for for the tournament and, and you know possibly try to take them down. So we'll see what happens, and we'll we'll dive more into this FIBA tournament once um it actually gets closer. Like I said, it doesn't start till August 31st, and we don't even know which Spurs players specifically are going to make the final rosters just yet. Uh, last topic, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about the the preseason coming up. Uh, the schedule was announced by the Spurs. Uh, they're going to have five five games here um, in the preseason to start off. Um, October 5th, they play the Orlando Magic. October 8th, Miami Heat. October 13th, the Pelicans. October 16th, the, the Rockets. And then their last game is October 18th, uh, the Grizzlies. Um, you know, I don't want to go too 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 um, deep into this topic just because, again, like, we know it's preseason. We don't know who's going to be, you know, Pop's going to set certain players out. You know, all those situations in the, in the other teams, too. So I don't want to even look at these rosters of the other teams. However, uh, I do want to talk about the preseason in, in terms of the training camp roster. Uh, the Spurs did already add a guy to the training camp roster, uh, Diedrich Lawson. Um, he's a 6'9", undrafted forward out of Kansas. Uh, he averaged 19.4 points and 10.3 rebounds. Um, his off his offensive comparisons, according to the B-Ball Index, are Mari Stoudemire in year 13-14, um, 2014-15 Pau Gasol, and 15-16 Roy Hibbert. Um, I guess my question to you is: Do you do you think Lawson has any chance of, of getting the Spurs to waive a player so they could sign him to a full contract, or do you think it's just more of a training camp invite type of uh, deal? No, I think I think he basically is there to compete with guys and to try to push guys a little bit. 
Um, he's, he's had a rough go. I think his first year he was at Memphis, and he went to the uh, – he was trying to get drafted then. He was at the, the combine, didn't do very well, had like a disastrous like performance, and so he went back to transferred to Kansas. And, and you know, he's done well this, this last few years, but uh, it's going to be, I think, hard for him, especially as tight as this roster is. And it seems like they're starting to get depth at a lot of different positions, and they can always use another forward, but – you know, who do you take away to be able to make that spot for him? That would be kind of kind of tough. So he'd have to come in and, and just really beat somebody out for that spot. You know, it would have to be somebody like Chimezi or, or somebody towards the bottom of the of the depth chart and beat them out pretty. You know, and, and, and do so uh, pretty handily to to be able to get a spot because um, that's going to be tough. There's just a lot, not a lot of minutes. Maybe he's one of those guys that they see for Austin because I think it's like the first couple of guys are ever have the, they they own the rights for Austin to be able to sign them for the Austin Spurs and so maybe they see him as a guy that they can develop over the few years and that's really kind of more of the goal. Yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't I don't think Lawson, you know, makes the, the final roster where he, he makes them have to wave a player or trade somebody just to open roster for, spot for him. Now keep in mind Spurs cast listeners that the Spurs can still add up to two more players on their training cap roster. So right now it's at eighteen and they can get up to twenty, so so there's still time. We'll probably see two more names join that, that list. And like Mike said, it's probably just more so to get them to po- possibly participate down the road in the Austin program um, when they get waived from the training camp roster. All right, Mike, last thing I want to talk about before we we, we end this episode is uh, talk a little bit to the to the listeners about this new thing that, that we, you and I are starting here and, and the rest of this Project Spurs staff at Project Spurs and that's premium uh, it's called Project Spurs Premium PS Premium so so Spurs cast listeners when you go on to Project Spurs you're going to see some some different articles and stat databases um, start, starting now um, you know we'll still have all of our free content uh, that you all are used to like our news and rumors uh, our recaps uh, Ben's draft prospects um, the Spurs cast which you're listening to right now will continue to be free and we're going to start adding a little bit more video features that are going to be free as well as our normal analytical long-form type pieces from our different writers during the season. But uh, we are going to start offering as well some premium content. So, Mike, I did want to bring you on here to kind of talk to the listeners about what that's going to, what we're going to be featuring there a little bit. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, you know, we've talked about probably summers for like the last maybe three years and something that we've kind of moved forward with slowly and, and we've done stuff like the draft guides and things like that. And really the, the goal was to find – a way to not take anything away from the free stuff you guys are used to and still be able to, to provide some value for people that actually subscribe uh, to the premium content. So it's going to be stuff that we have not had on the site before. Um, I know you're working on like a lot of uh, different databases and things like that. And I think uh, there's going to be that. There's obviously going to be probably some long form uh, stuff in there, features and stuff like that, that, that uh, we've been tossing around. There's, it, it just, allows us to be able to provide this type of content. And so, and it's not, it's outside the scope of what we normally do. So that's why it ends up being premium. So we're starting it right now at like $5 a month. Uh, and, you know, we've already got, I think three, three pieces up there. Uh, that Paul put together. Yeah. And it'll just allow us to continue to push out this level of quality content. Um, and without, you know, being able to still support, you know, all the writers that, that, end up doing it kind of like what we've done with the draft guide in the past. 
Yeah, so just so Spurs guys, there's just some things that I've already provided on there, and that I'm going to continue to provide, um, especially this season. Uh, I, I'm going to do. I'm going to bring something that I've, I've had on my my own end. It's called an offensive stat tracker, and, and I, I don't know if you, whoever follows me on Twitter, you're used, to, you're used to seeing me put different stats about you know the Spurs have led by 10 points or by 20 points in this many games. Well. I have my own database for that kind of information and some other different offensive stats, and I'm actually going to provide those on the on this um, Product Spurs Premium. It's going to be a database you'll have access to for just again five dollars a month, and uh, and you're going to get access to that after every game. I update that; it'll be live on on that on that site, and only premium members have access to that. I'm also going to have a defensive stat tracker that attracts different kind of defensive stats that that are that are you know they're out there on different databases, but it's hard to just pinpoint them in one thing that one database that only is, is focused on the Spurs, and that's what my database will do. So you'll have access to that daily after every Spurs game. Uh, I'm going to be updating weekly win projection columns for like Vegas, and then also um, just you know different uh, mathematical stat bases that kind of project what the Spurs are going to their their win projections. Uh, weekly, I'm going to be updating their league rankings, so like how they fare in offense and and passing and shooting, defense, defensive um, you know shot locations, all these different metrics. I'm going to be putting into a, a a focused database that will be updated weekly for you to look at if you have that premium content um, access. Um, another stat shot database on open and wide open three pointers. So like if you ever want to know you know how are the Spurs shooting on on open or wide open, you know f- four to six feet the defenders away or six feet plus. Uh, I'm going to have that that database for you. Uh, I'm creating my own points per shot database. So if you've uh, been paying attention, a lot more teams are focusing more so on this points per shot type of um, approach to the game offensively. Uh, you know, I think I want to say it was the Minnesota Timberwolves who have, actually have a shot chart in, in their in their gym where they're telling the players do not basically shoot from mid range because it's it's the worst shot you can have in basketball mathematically. So I'm going to be showing. Uh, in this shot database, you know, how are the Spurs shooting from three, from rim, at the rim, should I say, and from mid-range? You know, are they getting more than a point per shot? So that's an interesting way to look at all their different shots. Uh, and I'll also be providing some explainer videos, you know, on, on different moves, whether it's, it's salary-wise or, or, or different things like that, maybe some X's and O's stuff. So, again, there's going to be a lot more um, extra content that you can get there. But, again, it's going to be 5 bucks a month. And, and like I said... For, for me, you know, I, I do, you know, Mike, you and I pay different subscriptions at different places, you know, f- for basketball content. And, and for me, it's always, you know, it's got to be things that are that are unique that, that you really can't find somewhere else. And, and it's also, you know, this f- for as, a, as somebody who likes to research, you know, this is going to be somewhere where like Spurs fans specifically can actually just come in, get the specific stuff for the Spurs only. They don't have to worry about the other 30 teams in the league. This is just here to the Spurs. And that's what's good because it's going to it's going to really just show you where, where these Spurs players are going through. Because like if you go to like the NBA.com stats, you actually have to look up and go through all these different you know tabs just to finally get there. Whereas with our da- database, you're going to have a lot of different unique stats uh, there for you. So again, it's five bucks a month. Uh, it's called Project Spurs Premium. If you see articles or videos that say PS Premium, that's when you know you'll have to sign up for that if, if you want to have access to, to look at it. Uh, something else I forgot to point out is we're going to be doing a weekly Q&A, Mike, that, that uh, I've already started for the first one. So so premium members will be able to ask us questions and I'll, I'll be able to um, you know answer those, whether it's written format with like graphs and stuff or, or video format. So again, that's uh, the Project Spurs Premium that, that we're bringing here to Project Spurs that we've been really excited to, to work on and, and, now, and now be able to roll out. Um, thanks, Mike, to, for for coming on this episode 550. Uh, again, Spurscast listeners, follow him on Twitter at mdeleon. Uh, also, thanks to Mike again for mixing and producing this episode. So, Project Spurs, I'm Paul Garcia, and also for Mike, Michael DeLeon. Thank you. Have a great day.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.